Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the darkest farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing paper? Swinging your tools the more you gave up. Call us the tricks of your trade. Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter. Don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade. Hello, welcome to episode 26 of the Tricks of Your Trade podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Serson, construction adjudicator, lawyer and director of Tricks of Your Trade. Now, I've held off talking about COVID on this uh, podcast to date because everyone's sick to death of hearing about it. But what is happening in the industry at the moment is really COVID relevant. And I want to talk to you guys about whether or not your construction contracts are COVID proof. Now, this is catalyzing in a few different ways. So we've got delays in terms of uh, places that are in lockdown and not able to actually get staff to site. So we saw New South Wales actually shut down the construction industry for two weeks and nobody thought that was going to happen. So it sort of lured us into a little bit of a false sense of security that the construction industry is immune to COVID and that our politicians won't shut us down because we are a intrinsic part of making sure the economy keeps ticking over. So a lot of New South Wales subcontractors got caught out with that and had a big fall from grace because they suddenly were no longer able to go to work. Their staff couldn't go to work. Their staff all had a really reasonable excuse not to show up. And even when some businesses tried to get their staff to do things that didn't necessarily require them to go to work but still would progress their business, they weren't as productive or they weren't keen or they saw it as an exit pass to do whatever they wanted. Now, the other issue is obviously the problem with supply of materials and labor because of the lockdowns and getting staff uh, for your trade to go into areas that have different uh, regulations around COVID. So some of the local government areas are not locked down, but if you're coming from a lockdown area, you're considered to be high risk, there are permits and all of these sorts of things that you've got to jump through hoops to get to be able to go to site to finish your trade. Now, uh, supply of materials and the shortage of building materials at the moment, a lot of people are attributing this to COVID and what it actually is, is it's not a direct COVID related issue, it's one step removed because yes, COVID made us all stay in the country. Uh, We stopped international travel and having a life. And so now we're all stuck in our backyards. We all wanna have bigger and better homes and build our castles. And in turn, the government put out a whole bunch of grants to keep us all very busy and prosperous while we were all locked in our own country. And so what happened was we had a construction boom in the residential sector. I won't say a construction boom in the commercial sector because commercial is suffering because of the price increases for materials and labor because of the shortage that the residential sector is sucking us dry on. And so the last thing really is these escalation costs. So if if you've signed a contract 12 months ago and this week you've got to deliver those materials and you didn't have them sitting in your yard and you didn't purchase them back before the price increases that have hit us, then it's very likely that you're paying more for your supply than you were at the start. And if so, if you were buying jobs back then, 
to essentially tick you over from a revenue perspective, you might be in a really big um, spot of bother. So I think it's obvious to everybody now that COVID is going to be an issue for construction contracts. The inability to get building materials is a massive issue. Uh, The inability to get them to site, even if you do have them in your workshop. So a lot of the people who've been contacting us have got the materials at their workshop. They have to do a little bit of off-site manufacture and then uh, the manufactured materials get delivered to site. But because they're in different local government areas to the site, they are struggling. Some people are working on interstate projects and having to do cross-border operations Now, what this means under your construction contract is that it's very likely that you signed up to terms that did not contemplate this problem from the outset. And the way that contracts are written, they are written to protect the person whose project it is from unexpected costs. They're written to protect the builders because the builders are usually the ones that pay for the contract documents. And unfortunately, a lot of the provisions around escalation costs and rise and fall won't be in the subcontractor's favour. They will be uh, trying to fix the price of the contract where possible so that these escalation costs are not a risk or an unknown cost under the contract that the builder or the principal needs to factor in from the outset of the job. Now, nine times out of 10, clients will enter into a contract. There'll be provisions in there for no rise and fall, and it won't be a problem for subcontractors because usually things don't change so quickly and so drastically. But if you have signed up to a contract and you don't have a right to terminate, so you're stuck under contract and you have to deliver on the price that you committed to, then I'm sorry, but you are very likely to be contractually obliged to perform. Now, this is not just a problem for subcontractors. If you know any residential builders, they will tell you that there will be 10 to 20 to 30 contracts with homeowners that they signed up to before these material increases. And the uh, provisions of the residential building contracts typically don't allow for rise and fall or escalation costs for building materials. And so they are in a pickle in terms of having to build these people's houses for yesterday's price when it's just not possible today. A lot of residential builders are trying to terminate contracts where Uh, clients are buying a parcel of land the land is not yet sealed and so if they've got a provision or a way to terminate the contract before they're stitched into having to build that person's house for the price then they're doing it now this is one of the things from a unfairness of contract terms perspective that really bothers me about subcontracting in Australia and There's two things in construction contracts, or two things that I should say are not in construction contracts typically that really um, get my goat ground in. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right analogy, but I'm gonna go with it. Basically, it's where you you as a subcontractor don't have a right to terminate under any circumstances. In fact, there will be no express contractual right for you to be able to terminate, and the only way you'd be able to do it is if there was a really drastic breach of contract that was in a breach of an essential term and you had a common law right um, to terminate the contract. So typically the builder will have rights to terminate if the main contract's ended, for convenience, if there's evidence of insolvency, all of these reasons under your construction contract that your builder will be allowed to terminate you. 
but you won't have a right to terminate him if something like this happens and it can be the end of your business if you have got to procure a volume of materials for today's price and yesterday's price is what you're going to be paid under the contract that could be business sinker type stuff so i think it is a complete imbalance in terms of fairness under construction contracts that subbies never have a right to terminate um, but also you have the added issue and this is this is problem number two is that 99% of contracts will say that you must comply with a direction from your builder and your builder has the ability to give you a variation direction. And so if you've got rates and prices stated within your contract and the method of valuing variations is in accordance with those rates stated in the contract, it is very likely that those rates stated in the contract were written in there back when materials weren't as expensive and your builder essentially has the ability to direct you to do a variation at any point that the contract is still on foot. So how would it work out for you then during the defects liability period if you say you were a carpenter and you were doing the carpentry package for four buildings that were being built for a new school and all of a sudden the principal under the head contract gave the builder a variation to do a fifth building and then during the defects liability period the builder says to you, you are hereby directed to do the carpentry package for this new building that has been directed under the head contract and they give you a variation during the defects liability period. Potentially up to 12 months after the project would have otherwise been finished, you are carrying the liability of having to do further work at the rates that you agreed back when you priced the job. So when we're looking at signing contracts, from today forward because let's face it what we've got signed up to now is what we have to work with um, in the past but if we're in a position where our business is going to survive this kind of rigmarole we really want to be looking forward into the future and signing contracts that are going to work for us in this way I don't see that in the next two to five years that we can reliably say that we will have the stability of pre-covid years where materials really um, tracked on sort of a predictable plane in terms of rise and fall or escalation. But what we've had is a very drastic worldwide event uh, that's affected everybody's economy in different ways. Now, I was listening to a lady talk the other day about one of her clients is in Western Australia, lives three hours west, um, south of Perth, and they've never seen a mask. And They've never had a lockdown properly and they're just saying, you know, we're just keeping we're just doing everything as we always did, but we're just in our little bubble. Well, this is the thing is that some people are doing very well with COVID and some subcontractors listening to this will have made money because of COVID and have got additional work uh, and some subcontractors will be doing very bad. And unfortunately, that is the nature of being in business. It's a volatile support yourself type system you really are going it alone in a way um, and hedging your bets and there will be times where you will reap the rewards and there will be times where things will be much riskier and rougher and you'll have to endure that process if business was really easy nobody would go to work for an employer or be beholden to a boss in that way so I do want to try and give you some solutions in these podcasts and in terms of the escalation costs, it could be 
that you have a way to get delay costs that can be quantifiable under your contract as uh, costs arising as a result of a delay. Now, if you try to spoon this to your builder as my materials by price just went through the roof, I need some more money, you are going to probably be met with a really big um, bunch of resistance. But if you've got a qualifying cause of delay for uh, inability to procure materials or if there's any kind of industry-wide shortage of a particular material or labour, and some of the master builder subcontract documents have got um, that ability for you to claim that right. So if you've got a master builder subcontract document, that would be worth looking at first. Uh, a lot of the bespoke uh, subcontracts and the Australian standard contracts that have been heavily amended by law firms will give you a right to delay costs, but will strictly time bar you in a ridiculous, impractical way. So you need to be absolutely 100% on top of your notices that you're giving to your builder throughout the job and making sure that you're not delaying yourself um, from completing or denying yourself any ability to claim delay costs. Now, it's impossible to give you the answer on a podcast without knowing your specific circumstances. So forgive me for not giving you a free kick in that regard. It would be irresponsible of me to give you any specific heads up on how to go about that. Every single contract is drafted differently and in accordance with the circumstances of your trade, your job, the principle, the location, the timing of it, the nature of the work, all of those things. So you really need to have a look at your contract and see if you have a right to an extension of time and if you have any rights to delay costs and have a look at how that is valued, whether you can um, claim any costs in that regard. So this was a little bit of a rapid fire, fast paced podcast. I just wanted to get across to you guys a little bit of a warning, a little bit of a heads up that you really need to be writing into your contracts when you sign them moving forward that you are entitled to an extension of time for compliance with legislative authorities or statutory authorities, an extension of time for any delay in the supply of labour or materials due to industry-wide labour or material shortages. And I would love to have just a third one in there that it's relatively vague that says any COVID-related delays and try and leave that door open a crack in terms of COVID-related delays so that we can try to tack on ones there or run an argument if we need to against your builder that you had a right to an extension of time. Now, it's all well and good for you to stick this stuff in your contract the day you sign it, but if you don't administer your contract, you will lose your right to rely on these clauses. So there is absolutely no sense in rocking the boat when you sign the contract and potentially risking losing the work in the first place if you are going to argue to get everything in the contract that you want in there and then lo and behold, you don't administer your contract. So please keep that in mind. If you would like any uh, further information about this, please you can uh, contact me via my website or you can email us at questions at tricksofyourtrade.com.au. Are you an Aussie tradie and your paperwork is shady? Do the doggers farm side keep you up late at night? Are you sick of pushing boats? Swinging your tools the more you gave up? Call us at Tricks of Your Trade.
Welcome to the Tricks of Your Trade podcast, where we talk about trade business topics to help you get through business life unscathed. Does the bill to pay you late and your cash flow fluctuates? Do you dread the office work? Can't afford a full-time clerk? Consider working smarter, don't be a business smarter. Call us the Tricks of Your Trade. 